a lot of people can't even quantify what they've done. They can say it. They can be like, oh, I made customer service better. But I'm like, well, where's the evidence that you made customer service better? How do you quantify that? How I see customer service being made better might not be the same as what you would say. And so if you have the stats to back it up, it provides that measurement. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. Today, what I want to break down is how to build a resume. And the reason I want to do that is because how you build a resume has changed so drastically, not just in the last seven years since I started in business, but in the last year and a half in general, it has gone completely in a different direction. So I want to break down how to get noticed if you're trying to get a job. So listen, when I was not a business owner and I was trying to find a job, I didn't realize how important a resume was. I did what people said, but I didn't really understand like the impact it had. And so now, as someone who's looking at thousands of resumes a month, I can tell you how much it actually affects people's willingness to interview somebody. So let me explain what I mean by that. So one of our portfolio companies, for example, they're hiring for a creative director. And there was a person who I happen to know is very highly qualified, whom I sent the resume of over to them. And they looked at it and they were like, I can't believe that a creative director's resume looks like this. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I looked at it and I was like, you're right. It's not really in with the times, meaning like it's not up to date with what people are looking for and what modern day resumes like now look like. And so what I don't think a lot of people realize is that the resume is really like your brand or it's like your sales copy, right? So if you look and there's an ad, right? So you're on the internet, you're looking around, there's an ad that pops up. That's what a resume is to an employer. It is the ad for the person that they're looking to hire. And so if you think about it as an advertisement of yourself, I feel like that's much more useful rather than thinking like my resume with my work experience, like it is actually an advertisement of your skills as an employee to advertise to the potential job that you want right? So with that framework, I want to go in and I want to explain the purpose of a resume, right? The purpose of a resume is to capture the attention of your potential employer, right? It is also to show your future employer that your skills and experience are a match for the job you are applying for. Third is to make a lasting impression, right? And to demonstrate, are you good at communicating? Not just can you do the job, but are you good at communicating your talents and abilities to the marketplace? So that being said, I have five steps to how to write a proper resume to actually get noticed for a job that you want to get. So the first step to writing a resume is understanding that you want to have a personal brand included in your resume. Okay, so if you look at a lot of resumes nowadays, what they start with is who someone is and what they do. And they typically have almost like a mission statement of that person in general. Okay, so let me give you some examples of some good ones that I've seen recently. Web developer with extensive experience in wireframing and coding interactive websites and mobile apps for startup world with a number of remote teams who enjoys fast-paced environment of the tech industry and being part of pioneering teams. That's really cool, right? Like that captures the personal brand and who that person is, what they do, what do they call themselves, and what is the talent that they're bringing to the team. Another example of this, Detail-oriented and highly motivated administrative professional with experience in financial services sector, able to take initiative, lead collaborative projects, and work seamlessly with colleagues. Who are you, what do you do, and how do you work? Okay, so what I'm seeing now and what's working the best and what the platform's like as well is that you have your name and then you have your personal brand, essentially mission statement is whatever you want to call it, right? It's a personal brand statement, a mission statement, whatever you want to call it, it's right after your name on the resume. That's the first thing you want to include. Now, the second piece is really a highlights and summary section. 
So before someone wants to invest the time in looking at a two-page resume, they want to see the highlights and the summary of your work experience in the past. Okay, what do I mean by this? This is essentially the sales copy of your resume. Okay, this is where you're going to sell them on why what their skills are are a match for the job you're applying for. So there's really two questions I want you to ask yourself so that you can draft this summary section, okay? The first one is how would you sum up your business experience in two to three sentences? I'm going to challenge you to get it down to two to three sentences because nobody wants to read more than just a few. The second question, what is significant business impact that you have had in past jobs that would appeal to this future employer? Okay, let me give you some examples. Here's a really good one I found. Self-motivated and cheerful customer service professional with two plus years of experience helping customers navigate websites and resolving product service issues. Eager to support in building an impeccable online reputation by providing top class customer support. In last role, received a 98.9% positive ratings where customer retention for my regular call-ins was 25% above the company average. Not only are you saying what you're going to do for that company, but you're also backing it up with evidence from your past experiences. Okay, so basically what you're doing in this section right here is you're just highlighting. So like for me as an employer, when I see somebody and they're literally putting the stats of how they've improved and what they had at their prior roles, I'm impressed because a lot of people can't even quantify what they've done. They can say it, they can be like, oh, I made customer service better. But I'm like, well, where's the evidence that you made customer service better? How do you quantify that? How I see customer service being made better might not be the same as what you would say. And so if you have the stats to back it up, it provides that measurement, right? And that's what people are really looking for. So looking for the evidence. Now, the third section that you're going to have in your resume, after you have the summary and the highlights, is you're going to have your core strengths and skills section. This one is a pretty easy one, okay? What you're going to do is you're going to write out all the skills and strengths that you currently have and that you currently possess, okay? That's going to be one column you're going to write. And this is just a draft. Now, on the other column, what you're going to do is you're going to look up the job that you're applying for, and you're going to write down all the skills and strengths needed for that role. And then what you're going to do is you look at the ones that you have in common between the two, and you're going to pick out 10, 15 at most, but I encourage you to do just 10 of where they overlap. So where the skills that you have and the skills that the job that you want have cross over, okay? And that's what you're going to put as your core competencies on your resume. 10 is what I would say is best, 15 max. So I'll give you some examples because I think a lot of the time people get really broad. They're like, well, I'm loyal and I'm trustworthy and I have good communication. Nobody gives a shit. And they also don't know what that means. And so you have to get specific. And if you notice, job descriptions themselves are getting more specific, as should core competencies and strengths that we include in our resumes. And so I'll give you three that I thought were really good for a certain position. One, assessing needs of the customer, right? Like that is specific. It's also a skill. Second, product innovation and design. If you're innovating a product, you're also designing product, right? And the third one, full life cycle recruiting expert. So each of those, as you can tell, they're very meaty and they're very descriptive. When I read them, I understand what that person's doing. I don't think like, oh, they're loyal, they're this, because I think that core strengths and competencies used to be more of you know, like character traits that were really like looked for in people. Now we want to get really meaty and nitty gritty and down to like, what exactly are you doing that you're really good at, right? Like, what do you do in your job that you're very good at doing? That is a core strength. And now the fourth piece, and the one that is often most misconstrued, which is past experience. 
okay? I think that what it used to be was that resumes were completely all past experience. That was the whole thing. It was like, here's like a sentence and then it's just all past experience. It's everywhere I've worked the years. It was more of like fact checking. It wasn't actually extrapolating out value. What you want is to extrapolate out the value that you've provided in past jobs. No longer are the days where you just list out where you used to work and somebody's just checking online. That's not what people look for anymore. What people look for is you to explain the results that you got in your past jobs. Okay, so let me give you an example of what I mean by this. You don't want to focus on writing down your duties and your responsibilities and your tasks. You want to focus on writing the results you got the business. Okay, so this is results-driven, not task-driven. Talk about the results that you drove through your actions. Okay, so... Here's a really good one that I found on a resume. Reduced logo churn from 12% to 8%, adding about $3,000 in LTV per account. That's insane. It's also amazing. This was achieved through developing customer success metrics, tracking, and driving initiatives to improve those metrics. This is how the person did it. Created and implemented employee customer success training, influenced all leaders to drive positive change toward customer satisfaction. This person also can collaborate across teams. So like that for a customer success representative, if they're applying for a job, that's an amazing one that you could include. I don't want to just know where you worked and how many years you worked there. I want to know what results you drove for the company. So the more that you can quantify what you do for a company and you can back it up with metrics, the more likely they are to take you for an interview and be excited about bringing you in. And then the last piece is just going to be education, training, and credentials, right? So this is essentially the evidence or like the hard facts of the training you have, you know, the formal education that you have that would support your skills to do the job, right? And we're not all going to have as much as some others. Some people learn more in the job than they do for through formal training, and that's okay. Just list what you have. And so this would be anything from certifications, licenses, trainings, you know, informal speeches or programs, as well as like nonprofit work you've done or volunteer work, right? And that's all the stuff you're going to list under your credentials, right? Here's something that a lot of people don't know, is that LinkedIn actually has two things in it. It has a certification prep course where you can literally train to get certified through LinkedIn for certain certifications that are common in the workplace. And it has continued education courses from multiple industries that you can take and then you can immediately put on your resume. So you can provide that evidence for your future employer. And so Combining all five of those things, if you see the general theme, is that resumes have moved from being a fact-checking, I worked here, I worked here, I'm going to call the place and make sure they work there and they're not lying to me, to provide the results that you've driven other companies. And you have to be able to quantify it to show future employers that you're qualified for the job. And the more able you are at selling yourself and advertising yourself as somebody who can drive results to your future employer, you're going to be able to land more jobs than the person who can't. Because even if you have the same skill set as somebody, if you can write a resume in which you drive results and you show and you can quantify those results to a future employer, you are much more likely to get the interview, to get the job, to be taken more seriously than the person who doesn't do that.